0: From active time battling to zombie slaying, waffling tailors, covers, video games and beyond. In this serving of bite-sized banter with a side of gaming goodness, we catch up with Matthew Bliss, creator of podcasts from My Home to Yours and Dead Drop Game News about Hades. Take it away, guys. Hello there. And welcome to another episode of Waffling Tailors Light. Uh, returning guest, but first time guest on uh, Waffling Tailors Light. I'll introduce them in a second. My name is Squidge. I'm one half of the co host of the Waffling Tailors. Glad to see you all here. Glad to be being piped into your ears. So I'm Squidge. I'm a semi-professional idiot with the blue hair. I'm here with a guest we've, that's been on before, but he hasn't been on this show before. So, uh, Mysterious Guest, please introduce yourself, sir. Well,
1: I am Matthew Bliss. I have uh, featured on a couple of episodes for the Waffling Tailors over the year, maybe years. Can't recall. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I'm I'm delighted to be back on again in this uh, nice little light edition. Hopefully I can be as much of a joy in your ear holes as uh, Squidge is normally. Um, And yeah. This whole podcasting gig, it's something I've been doing for a couple of years myself. As Squid Ruggles struggles to retain his, his liquids he's just imbibed. Um, <laughs> uh, I've had a few podcasts on the go. Um, my current project is one with my wife, actually, having just moved from Australia to Ireland. We've done uh, a podcast about the move called From My Home to Yours, and uh, we share our emotions and experiences and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I've also had uh, the one that brought me onto the Waffling Tailors, I think, was the Dead Drop podcast or Dead Drop Game News, which has been on hiatus for an unanticipated long time. Though, as you can imagine, me being away for or trying to to move to Ireland for as long as I have, uh, it has had to take a back seat. But I'm looking to bring it back. So make sure that um, if you want to follow along with me and if you like what you hear in this episode, then yeah, from my home to yours or dead drop game news. That was a really long plug. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, I, I nearly sprayed my drink up the ball then. Um <laughs> <laughs> what else is new? Um, so. You're on the show wanting to talk about Hades. Now, for me, um, never played it, but I did a bit of research on it, and I think I'm probably going to be getting it because I only ever saw gameplay of it. I never saw, like, the story side behind it. Very rich in its story. Um, A game that came out of nowhere a couple of years ago. Um, Got into the ring for Game of the Year with the big boys, the A's so no one saw that coming and it was very Mm -hmm. well received so uh, yeah so that's going to be interesting never played it but I've seen a lot about it so without further ado I think I can jump into my first question so Hades is one of those games that looks to be like 18 hours to finish but 81 hours to fully complete kind of games I equate it to like Yakuza type games Um, So my first question to you is... How long did it take you to reach the surface and beat Hades for the first time?
1: Look, it's really hard to know. Um, As you said, Hades is one of those games that you just have to try and you get addicted to. You absolutely Hmm. do. Um, But you do have to take a bit of time to master it. So the first time round... And it was many years since I played it. um, It was a game that went into... Early Access first And I think I got it just before The Early Access window finished And it went into version 1 Um So I've been playing it for a while I think it probably took me like 20 hours To To surface Just because it is such a It's hard to describe The difficulty It's like it, it's kind of like a Dark Souls thing Where yeah. you play a game enough And You find yourself learning how to play it and then you describe it to someone else and you struggle to find why it's so hard for them to do what you can do but have spent 30 hours trying to having to learn yourself it's um it's definitely one of those skill-based games it is a roguelite though so uh it is run based so you know however many runs it takes you to get to the surface and then keep getting to the surface over and over and over again is the The whole nature of the thing, but there's always plenty to learn in there. And that's where the 80 hours comes from. Yeah. Oh, actually plenty more for me. This is something I forgot to check before we started this recording, but I've actually bought the game twice. I bought it on the Epic Game Store for PC. That was when it was, um, when it was in early access. And, uh, that was one of the secrets they had too. It was um, in it was only available on the Epic Store at the beginning they did an, an exclusive deal with that for the, um, the first year I think and then it started to become available on other platforms but I'm just loading up the window now so I've currently got 223 and a half hours on PC in Hades yeah. And I have no, yeah, it's one of those games. Um, And I have no idea how many hours I've played on Switch because I don't know if there's a way to tell, but I would say it's probably about the same. Um, I found that the roguelite is excellent in a handheld. So Hades really suited that well for me.
0: I I can't remember the last time I put that many hours into a game. Uh, Well, I can, but I'm not going to because it was way too many. I'm not gonna spill any beans on that. Yeah. So, in 2020, Hades came out of nowhere, seemingly rocked upon the scene. Um, it was also in the running for Game of the Year that year. Not too sure if it won, but it went up toe to toe against some AAA giants of the time, who had like the the yearly outcome. Uh, yearly production of games and it's like new it's just iteration that was getting game of the year and stuff. What was it about this what seemingly is an indie darling game Hades that makes it so good?
1: Well, it's it's a funny confluence of things. Um the the big mention here is Supergiant Games that developed it. They've been on tra- on a trajectory for probably the last 10 years, I'd say. At least Prior to the release of this game Because uh, They make very All their games are of a similar aesthetic You started off with Bastion I think that was back in the Xbox 360 days Xbox 360 Arcade Or whatever it was Um, Then you had Transistor Which was a different game again Um, And then Pyre Which is another different game But again similar aesthetic And then they have Hades To round that out and if you haven't heard of any of the three preceding games, that might be for good reason, because it's kind of a a tale of them learning everything they needed to learn to get to the stage of Hades, where they created almost the perfect game, or at least it seems like the perfect game. And uh, Supergiant Games has a really interesting history as well, that you'd be able to explore yourself if you wanted to. There's a uh, Uh, The no-clip documentarians out there, um, they made a documentary series of about five parts. I think it was six parts, actually, because they continued development of Hades into the pandemic, and they were remotely located for some of that, which which made things interesting. But Supergiant Games is a developer that has a consistent team. They've always hired the same people, and that means their art teams tend to be very similar, so they can work on those and they very much appear the same way. Same with the voice actors, same with uh, the battle mechanics that they put inside. The development team they have is always consistent across all the way through. So uh, all of that has led to the main success of, of Hades being what it is. And it's. It's hard to define what it is. It's one of those games where you pick it up and it takes maybe half an hour and then you realize, oh no, I, I can't put this down. This is, this is <clears> going to be a problem for me. And I've, I've done that a couple of times with games. Sometimes it's a delight to find that out. Sometimes it's true and utter terror. Uh, for <laughs> example, uh, what is it? Marvel... Oh, what's Snap. It called? what's that mobile game? Yeah, Marvel Snap. That's the one. Uh, that one I played for like maybe half an hour. In fact, I've tried it twice for half an hour. And each time I've gone, sorry, I I can't, I have to uninstall this because it's going to be way too addictive for me. Uh, Hades is very much the same, except it's got a longer than five minute window investment. Like, each run could take two minutes or it could take 45 minutes. So you've got to, when you get enough skill, you can invest more time in there. But the success is also, as you mentioned at the start, that it, it it's the story that's contained in it too. It's very easy to skip a story in it. All the characters have very specific storylines attached to them, so you can explore that in each run. But um, the, the way that it's separated from the gameplay means that you get out Literally whatever you want to From the game um, mm. But one of the biggest facts From it that I've discovered through that documentary That I mentioned is that they have over I think it might be 17,000 Separate lines of dialogue Which are all voice acted And they're all Done by the voice actors They don't get, um, get people in to sub them They get the same people in To do those lines every single time And It's the kind of kind of colour to the story that you see as text on screen but you want to listen to them talking as well. It's just Mm. they just seem to tick every box. I don't know what it was, but Supergiant Games they're the ones to look out for for the big stuff, the successful stuff.
0: Yeah, it's seeming uh, lightning in a bottle. I remember playing Bastion back in the day and that was something special. Um, So yeah, it's Mm. probably something I'm going to pick up the when I was researching it, just the idea of every time you fail you get to a set point, you fail and then see if I get this right, Nix gives you access to a mirror where you can buy permanent upgrades so yeah it's uh, definitely something I'm going to look into I would this month but I just bought new glasses and that was a massive expense so it'll be next payday I'll look into it
1: (laughs) definitely, make sure you do
0: If you had a chance to play a crossover between Hades and another video game which would it be and how would Zagreus, I had to look at my little notes there, how would Zagreus fit into the game universe? So an easy one for example would be Zagreus in Smash, what, what crossover would you put me? in?
1: So I was thinking about this, the, the interesting thing about the game, the game Hades being a little bit different is that it's isometric. So Mm. I was trying to think of games that are of a similar style that it would be very easy for it to fit into. And funnily enough, Diablo crossed my mind. (laughs) And, uh, then the mysterious cow level from Diablo two, which also made its way into (laughs) Diablo three as well. I'm not sure if it made it four actually, but, uh, it might be a very interesting kind of purgatory kind of thing to get, um, gets the main character from a diablo game into a small encapsulated you know area that might be from a special rainbow portal or something i don't know what they do in d4 these days but uh, yeah and that you have to fight zagreus kind of like the the third level of hades um where you fight someone who has very similar powers to you they can summon some of the godly powers that um Zagreus has access to, access to during the game um so yeah just being able to fight him and he's a very cheeky bugger that Zagreus I reckon it would be kind of funny in the same way that the the mysterious cow level was in d2 it was something a bit out of nowhere so yeah Diablo I think that would be the one
0: see when, when you said mysterious cow level and like the cow and stuff if anyone's played Diablo 3 and uh, especially the Tristram event in January you understand why the Diablo event happened it's a bit of a back and forth between that and the main game when you said that I just imagine Zagreus going through he's trying to escape he's trying to get to the surface test the security this weird portal opens he dives into it to duck out of the way and he's stuck in this area just fighting cows for 20 minutes straight nothing but bovine
1: you know yeah <laughs> So that would be excellent and then for some reason he gets a, a, the bovine staff I think is the weapon that you get that's a bit of a bonus mm. to killing more cows I think yeah it'd be a bit interesting
0: and uh, then when he finally escapes that and then he he gets taken down and he starts again can you imagine how that explanation to Hades would go where have you been? kind of a long story yeah <laughs>
1: Actually, a little bit of a spoiler for the game is that the... Well, the premise of the game is that he's trying to escape at the behest of his father, being Hades, and at the behest of the Olympian gods that are trying to coax Zagreus out of hell, away from Hades. But there's like an intricate like storyline in there that, that's has them at odds with each other and yeah there's there's a whole complicated thing there. Um, but yeah, it, there's there's a component to it towards the end as you approach like the credits credits as opposed to the first credits that you, you run into. Um, mm. where the the act of him of you playing the game becomes a bit of a conceit for all the other characters within the Hades universe as well. So for him to come back with something outrageous like that, you are absolutely right in the money. I think Hades would tell him to go to his room and stop smoking uh, whatever Dionysus is putting down his throat.
0: (laughs) The the hopium. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's it.
0: Yeah, I, I, I know you've got to escape the underworld multiple times to get like the proper story at the end of it and it takes a massive investment to get it all. But just the thought of him going to Hades going, You're not gonna believe where I've just been. Yeah. If you could create a new area in the realm of the underworld for Zagreus to fight through on his way to the surface, what would you create and what the boss what would the boss of that area be?
1: So this one, I reckon there's room for a bit of platforming, which doesn't really exist. In the game, it's very much a fight your way through. There might be some some weird environmental things that you can snag on, or that you can't dash over, or anything like that. But um, I think a level that has that's placed in the sky, but has disappearing ground, kind of like clouds, I think that would mm. be really interesting to see. A uh, bit more of a serious answer than than I'd normally like to give on on this show, but um, I. One of the things that that had me a little bit taken aback was how few environments there are in the game. To be fair, you don't need that many. The game is very good as it is, but uh, you only have four areas that you try to get through and none of them have any platforming or things that push you to fail that aren't related to the battle. So I think a disappearing flaw on a series of environments would be really good.
0: So what would be the boss of that area then? What boss would you put in that area to challenge? Oh yeah, the boss.
1: Um, well, look, the, the Hades game has a, a very Greek motif to it. It's all the Olympian gods from Greek mythology. So I reckon there would have to be a Titan of some kind. Uh, The Titans get a quick mention in the story at some point, but they are a a major component of the Greek myth. So I reckon if the environment was sky-based, with the clouds as the ground that disappeared when you ran on them too much, and it was going towards the top of Mount Olympus, and the Titans were there, you know, you might fight one of them at the top there. I think, I I can't name any. I'm not going to pretend I'm a, I'm a major historian of, of Greek mythology, but yeah, just pick one. If you know one, that one.
0: <laughs> I, I don't pretend to know the Titans. My, my knowledge of the Titans after learning about Greek mythology in school is um, the three or four of them that turn up in Disney's Hercules, that turn up as uh, bosses in Kingdom Hearts so i know there's a tornado one maybe that one or the one that looks like a giant ice cube can smash the floor and send you flying apart from that i don't know
1: (laughs) yeah well my my main reference is god of war 3 which me not having played any of the other god of war games you're kind of thrown into this with kratos trying to climb a titan and I think you're fighting it yeah I think you you kill that titan at the beginning of God of War 3 so I'm thinking like huge kind of rocky earthen kind of boss maybe that would be the go hmm.
0: I mean you're quite literally thrown into God of War 3 if you haven't played the, any of the other two because at the end of the second one you kicked off Mount Olympus so you start off and you're hailing towards the ground anyway so yeah, direct continuation so yeah yeah. I, again, my my tight knowledge is Hercules from uh, Disney's Hercules. That's it. I should really read more. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. I,
1: I think I think there's a lot of people out there that would be big fans of the Kingdom Hearts lore, contributing strongly to other game franchises. So I think maybe that's a soundbite that you need to throw out across the internet. Yeah.
0: Yeah. An uh, out of context soundbite. Yeah, that should do the trick. if you were to organize a karaoke night in the house of hades which character would surprise everyone with their superb singing talent
1: well if you played hades you'd know a couple of characters that are that would do this like really easily there's a couple of musical ones um eurydice and i can't remember the name of the other one so you'd think bang straight away they'd be in it but I'm gonna say it's Achilles which is a quiet and reserved character he's you think of him as the warmongering kind of thing from Troy you know Brad Pitt and all that but no he's he's a quiet guy he's kind of just sitting in the back letting Zagreus do his thing I reckon he could bust out a bit of Tom Jones a bit of wah who yeah
0: what is it good
1: for Anyone who's played Hades thinking of Achilles doing that, I think it'd be hilarious.
0: I think you could bust out some power ballads. A bit of hair metal from the 80s. Some uh, power ba- power yeah. ballads from back then. Bit of Starship? You no, know, a bit of meatloaf.
1: Oh, bad out of hell. That's <laughs> appropriate. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Didn't actually care to me when I said that. Can't believe I missed that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> If you could design a completely bizarre and unconventional boon, what wild effect or power would it bestow on Zagreus?
1: Ooh. Well, there are a lot of powers already, and it's it's really hard to know if you hit all of them in the game itself because each god gives Zagreus his own different, you know, abilities based around a, a certain theme, and some of them even have combinations. But I reckon there's an opportunity for Zeus and Ares to have a combined boon where it would enable Zagreus to throw whatever weapon he picks for that run at an enemy. But if he misses and throws it out of the environment or the enemy dies and he can't retrieve his weapon, then he's missing it for the rest of the run so he can't use whatever he had. He has to just punch things for the rest of it.
0: No boomerang for you.
1: (laughs) No, no. And look, part of this is because, look, it is an incredibly engaging game. They have such a diversity of weapons and stuff there that you can pick, like, so many different things. But there's a lack of anything that goes kind of outside of the realm of optimization for the game loop. And I think this is one that would really throw people for a loop. I think, you know, if you can throw your weapon, it adds a little extra bit of challenge. And it could be a gun, could be a spear. It could just be like a bow from a bow and arrow. He's just tossed it at something and, you know, something happens, I don't know. (laughs) You'll have to try it and see.
0: It's a very high risk, high reward style gameplay. I'm not a big fan of that. I like to uh, slowly back myself into a corner and let things come into my killing field. I couldn't actively do stuff like that. I'm probably talking myself out of playing Hades in the optimal way.
1: (laughs) Well, what you'll probably find as you play it is that you have boons that you prefer and you'll... Like, I used to be a very strong Zeus and Poseidon boon guy because the combination of those two... A very high attack power and they tend to chain things with a bunch of enemies so you can get a lot of area of effect um but you know getting put out of your comfort zone sometimes is that's you good
0: do it let's pick it go on it is dance off time so in the credits the house of hades has a dance off during the party where all the Olympian gods are attending the inaugural Olive Branch when you get the highest percentage. Music starts blaring. My question is, who were the best two dancers there? Who wins the dance-off? And what's the dance move called that they use?
1: Now, this... You're going to have to tell me off if this is a bad one. And if you include it, I certainly hope you included this preface preface to it as well. Um, I think that the two gods as part of that party that would be dancing, or would be the best dancers of the lot, would probably be Poseidon and Aphrodite. And if you've played the game, you know that Aphrodite is a little bit bit, uh, sensual. You know, she's wearing very little. uh, She's a slow dancer. The avatars for the game. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. But... In competition with each other, Poseidon being the water god, I think things would get a bit wet. They'd get a bit messy and she would win with a twerk on the very same level as, uh, as WAP. I think, <laughs> get some WAP beats out there and, yeah. And you can understand why they wouldn't use that for the, uh, for the advertising material. I don't think they would want to... You know, that song out there with, the uh, with uh, you know, footage of their game. But there you have my answer.
0: <clears throat> I mean, they could do. They could just advertise it, do that particular advertisement either online or they could do it as like uh, After the Watershed on normal television. Yeah. Well,
1: look, Mortal Kombat usually hangs on to the R18 Plus trailer. I think uh, I think there's room for another game to do that.
0: That's that certainly give me a palate cleanser. Um, if I ever have any horrendous <laughs> nightmares, you know, if if I get Hades myself, oh, yeah. I, I know for a fact that when I eventually get Hades myself and I meet Aphrodite, that's the only thing that's going to go through my head. <sighs> yep.
1: Bring a bucket and a mop for Hades.
0: I'm going to be so disappointed if I have 100% in that doesn't happen. I'm telling you now.
1: Well, look, Hades 2 is coming. I think we're giving them ideas if they haven't incorporated it yet.
0: Email going out. Dear developers, a friend of mine came up with an idea for a dance party. I wonder if you can include in Hades 2. Yeah.
1: Where are the Foley actors? We need to get some of those wet slaps in there.
0: Oh. that's his hands by the way I know this is an audio podcast he was clapping just from that perfectly clear. I was clapping I need a minute just give me a minute <laughs> <laughs> I was not expecting that
1: so that's one of the funniest things about this game it is it is a it's a huge game it's Brilliant, it does its job incredibly well, but it's a game that's been like moulded to perfection. You can go far and you feel like you're going far enough, but you can you can't really break how it's set up and how it works. But you know, there's enough humour in there that if you chucked out a twerking Aphrodite to WAP, then you know, people might not be surprised.
0: If you had the opportunity to turn one of the formidable enemies into a cuddly pet or companion, which one would you choose and how would you envision their transformation? What I mean by this is like, taking one of the bad guys and turning him into like a plush or a little cute little thing. I understand there's a lot of things like that in-game, but I'm asking what would you turn into one? Hmm. Uh.
1: Look, I was thinking bosses would be most interesting thing, but there isn't that many of them. So, Mm. perhaps the best thing to pick... Let's just go full cute and cuddly mode. There's actually a lot of blob-based bosses, Uh, not bosses, uh, enemies. They're like, yeah, big kind of gargantuan things that kind of, you know, slime their way about a little bit, but uh, they'd be nice to have in the bedroom, you know, to just... You know sit into While you sit down with a Your handheld version of Hades And Yeah now look I, I can't Refer to them by name But There's one in particular In the first level Tartarus Which uh, Kind of walks around Slowly And then will aim at you And then quickly zoom at you That It's a mm. Big fat thing It looks like it's got like, Blonde hair on top or something i will probably pick that one Something big and... Big and chubby and cuddly.
0: So it's sort of like a beanbag chair. And if... Hang hang on. If... I get his name again. I always get this wrong. So hang on. If Zagreus was sat in Tartarus... In his his unclean room... Which isn't unclean... On this cute and cuddly version of a beanbag... Monster... Playing Hades Mm -hmm. on his Switch would that be Hadesception?
1: It would. Yeah. But then, of course, we'd have to have a version of him that is uh, starting at the very last boss and working its way backwards. And then we can have Hades Tenet as well. Where they meet in the middle. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah yep i think we've done it chris nolan hit us up we'll also have to license wap to try and make this work as well
0: <laughs> Zachary should have to have some sort of ring or a little device or a little something just to tell him he's in the right timeline and he isn't in someone else's head and all the rest of it i'm not going to get into that i can't explain that movie i can't do any justice to it at all <laughs> i could barely wrap my head around it
1: no that can be a separate separate podcast <laughs> i reckon it's a big unit, big unit, those films. But just, I, I can't get off the WAP, the WAP subject. Uh, <laughs> one of the biggest things about Chris Nolan with those those later films is <clears throat> that he kept, uh, it, the way that he mixed the audio, people found the vocal, uh, the, the speeches in, in the film to be unintelligible over the massive, like, whomping soundtrack. So I can't imagine... I'm imagining Aphrodite drops to the beat, WAP kicks in, but it's like majorly clipping on top of everything, as if it's like some MLG video kind of thing. 360 no scope WAP, Hades Aphrodite.
0: There'll be some sort of remix on YouTube already, I've just got to find it. That's all it is.
1: Yeah, it's that thing of someone has to have created it on the internet somewhere. If, yeah, we can if it's
0: internet. not on the internet, it doesn't <laughs> exist. Yeah. <laughs> no.
1: Funnily enough, I think that's one of the big rules, alongside rule 34.
0: <laughs> Steady on. <laughs> A lot of I eyebrow think- raising right here, that no one can see. That's Hades. Before we uh, wrap this up, good sir, uh, Matthew, please tell us where we can find you and all the wonderful stuff you do.
1: Well, look, as I said at the top of the show, two main podcasts that I'm looking to continue and get started from my home to yours, which is uh, the Irish travel from Australia to to Ireland of myself and my wife. If you're looking at a big move or uh, curious to find out a little bit more about us, then we probably should tell you then make sure you listen to that one and then dead drop game news i'm hoping that will return in the next month or so and that will be your very short hit on a every other day of video game news that you didn't think that you needed to know so make sure you listen also where to find me uh that's a hard one it used to be twitter but i think since the last time we talked (laughs) that is uh Imploding. descended into the fiery abyss of which we've been talking so um at this stage probably by email blisserypodcasts at gmail.com and then i'll redirect you to my myspace page which i think still exists right
0: <laughs> it's probably more stable than twitter at this point let's face it
1: <laughs> oh yeah tom is still my friend
0: is everyone's friend? It's like uh, U2 in with Apple devices. Everyone listens to U2, right?
1: Thing is, everyone hates Bono. Whereas I don't think many people would have unfriended Tom. He's so approachable. Looking backwards from the chalkboard, <laughs> <laughs> or whatever it is he's doing. Yeah, he hasn't
0: got serial killer vibes God, at all. That's that's so
1: old now. <laughs> no, no. Anyway, let's not dive into that one.
0: <laughs> so that was another episode of uh, Waffling Tailors Light you've just listened to and hope you've enjoyed on the subject of Hades with uh, Matthew Bliss. Um, you will listen to me, Squidge, some professional idiots. Uh, when it comes to podcasting, um, all the socials of everything will be in the description below. Um, all the the socials, including a Discord, if you feel I haven't played hades or i should give it a go your strong feelings towards how i should play it come onto the discord and yell at me i'm quite open to these kind of things Um, all the other socials can be found on waffling i will mention one thing because jail kill me if i don't there's a section on there called what games will be played it has a massive list of the most talked about games to the least talked about games each one of us got each one of those games has a link, and that'll link you to a podcast episode where we discussed it as it stands currently. It's got over 1,600 games on there listed. Uh, Jay's very proud of that page because he created himself, and there's all two little left thumbs. So, um, yeah, after this deep delve into um madness and wap uh, when it comes to Hades, um, oh, <laughs> even matt's laughing um i hope you enjoyed this episode and um all, all that's left to say is stay safe stay awesome and we'll catch you in the next one